The ministry of Bishop Eddie Fabin edifies, comforts, and exhorts as God confirms his word with accompanying miracles, signs, and wonders. Bishop Eddie Fabin is a pastor with the United Denominations originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches and currently pastors the Catch the Anointing Center in Oboise. His weekly Sunday services, Monday 11th hour prayers and the Friday prophetic turning point services are streamed live on Facebook and have blessed many lives. He's also a seasoned counselor God uses immensely to repair shattered relationships. You are about to experience the manifest presence of God. Now here's Bishop Eddie Fabian. Why don't you wave your palm branch wherever you are? Hallelujah. Let me hear you make some Holy Ghost crazy noise. Hallelujah. Wow. Are you excited? This is a very special day. Amen. We thank God for this day and what it represents. Hallelujah. It's good to see all of you in church. Amen. Look at somebody and I don't know what you do. Give the person a palm, uh, whatever. It's a palm Sunday, so maybe you give the person a palm so that it shows that it's a palm Sunday. Your palm will be enough to wish the person a happy palm Sunday. I said palm, palm. You people are using branches. hallelujah are you excited to be in church well we thank the lord for today amen and uh, we are just warming up for our convention that is coming up tuesday wednesday thursday hallelujah i have been around having conventions in other places me too it's time for me to relax for somebody to preach in my church hallelujah so we bless god for what he's going to do bishop elvis is very ready to come and minister to us i tell you it's going to be very powerful so make sure that you invite all your friends your family members your neighbors everyone your center members basenta members basanta members bring them all to church amen I believe we're going to have a blessed time. Hallelujah. I will meet all the business community people after service, if you are part of the business community. In other words, those who are professionals or business people, we have a meeting in my office uh, right after the service. So please take note. Amen. Right. Um, remember also that on Friday, we have our Good Friday service with our Father. The prophet, the evangelist, Doug Hayward Mills. Hallelujah. Amen. So, it is going to come on at the Independence Square, but we are in Obwasi. But thank God for technology. We shall not be left out. I said, we shall not be left out. So, we are going to connect and be a part of it. Everybody, make sure that you are here. Come. Don't, you know, last year, some of you, I don't know, maybe it was the COVID, I didn't see a lot of you in church. So this year, I want to see all of you. Tell the next person, Bishop wants to see you in particular. Yeah. And uh, our attire is either black or red, whichever one we are mourning. <laughs> so come in it. I'm sure in these regions, in this region, it's not a problem at all to find red and black. So everybody will come with their tuma and all that. And then also, uh, Sunday, we are coming for Victory Sunday service. Hallelujah. <laughs> Easter Sunday, and the attire is white. White. Resurrection Sunday is white. So everybody come in your white attire. Amen. Right, let's take our memory verse for this morning, and then we'll be moving on. Let's take it together. Ready, go. Matthew chapter 21, verse 9. And the multitudes that went before and that followed cried, saying, Hosanna to the son of David. Blessed is he that cometh in the name of the Lord. 
Hosanna in the highest. Amen. Let us pray, Father. We are so grateful. We thank you for this beautiful, beautiful Palm Sunday. We're excited to be a part of this day. What a blessing. We remember your triumphant entry into Jerusalem to go up the cross and die for our sins. Today, as we remember this day, Lord, we also want to say thank you. Thank you for dying on the cross for us. Thank you for the cross. Thank you for your nail-pierced hands. Thank you for the sacrifice and for everything that you did for us on the cross of Calvary. We are so grateful. This morning, we ask that your presence will be with us. Holy Spirit, open our eyes of understanding. Help us to behold wondrous things out of the law of God. We bless you. I pray that no one will leave here the same. Let the blood that speaks better things than the blood of Abel speak on our behalf. We thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. And somebody shouted, Amen. Amen. God bless you. Please be seated in the presence of the Lord. Amen. Now, what's happening to the campus people? Where are they? Um, is anybody aware what is happening? It's the bus. Is the issue of the bus? Okay. All right, okay, we will go on. Well, this morning, I want you to turn your Bibles with me to Matthew chapter 21 because that is what this season is all about. Matthew chapter 21, and I'm going to read from verse 1, fairly long scripture, but it's good, 1 to 16. And when they drew nigh unto Jerusalem and were come to Bethphage unto the Mount of Olives, then sent Jesus two disciples, saying unto them, Go into the village over against you, and straightway you shall find an ass tied and a colt with hair. Loose them and bring them unto me. And if any man say aught unto you, you shall say, The Lord has need of them. And straightway he will send them. All this was done that it might be fulfilled which was spoken by the prophet, saying, Tell ye the daughter of Zion, Behold, thy king cometh unto thee, meek and sitting upon an ass, and a colt, the foal of an ass. And the disciples went and did as Jesus commanded them and brought the ass and the colt and put them on, put on them their clothes and they set him thereon. And a very great multitude spread their garments in the way. Others cut down branches from the trees and strawed them in the way. And the multitudes that went before and that followed cried saying, Hosanna to the son of David. Blessed is he that cometh in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. And when he was coming to Jerusalem, all the city was moved, saying, Who is this? And the multitude said, This is Jesus, the prophet of Nazareth of Galilee. And Jesus went into the temple of God and cast out all them that sold and bought in the temple and overthrew the tables of the money changers and the seats of them that sold doves and said unto them, It is written, My house shall be called the house of prayer, but ye have made it a den of thieves. And the blind and the lame came to him in the temple and he healed them. And when the chief priests and scribes saw the wonderful things that he did, and the children crying in the temple and saying, Hosanna to the son of David, they were so displeased. You know how some people are not happy when things are going well for you? They are just not happy. And they said unto him, him Hearest thou what these say? And Jesus said unto them, Yea, have you never read out of the mouth of babes and sucklings thou hast perfected? praise hallelujah 
Let me add one more scripture in Zechariah chapter 9. Then I'll share briefly and we close. Zechariah chapter 9, I'm reading from verse 9 to verse 12. It says, Rejoice greatly, O daughter of Zion. Shout, O daughter of Jerusalem. Behold, thy king cometh unto thee. He is just and having salvation. Lowly and riding upon an ass and upon a coat, the foal of an ass. And I will cut off the chariot from Ephraim and the horse from Jerusalem. And the battle bow shall be cut off. And he shall speak peace unto the heathen. And his dominion shall be from sea even to sea. And from river even to the ends of the earth. As for thee also by the blood of thy covenant. I have sent forth thy prisoners out of the pit. Wherein is no water. Turn you to the stronghold ye prisoners of hope. Even today do I declare that I will render double unto you. Amen. Amen. Beautiful. Now, um, you can title my message, The Lord Has Need of You. Hallelujah. Tell somebody the Lord has need of you. Say like you mean it. The Lord has need of you. Amen. Now, what we just read and uh, the events of Palm Sunday were things that were heralding uh, Jesus' death on the cross and what he was going to do in Jerusalem. And uh, we see many things as we go through this scripture, you can see that Jesus was actually sending out a message because the first thing we need to understand is that he was sending out a message that he was the king of kings. Hallelujah. He was the king of kings. And because of that, he deserves our praise. Yeah. He deserves to be praised. Sometimes we forget about some things, and so we need to bring it out for people to see. And uh, hitherto, Jesus had been very quiet. He's been on the quiet. He didn't want anybody to make noise about anything. When he even did a miracle, he would tell the people, quiet, don't tell anybody. Quiet. But this time, he's saying that the people should make noise. Hey! I mean, when you read the Luke account, Luke 19, Luke 19, verse 37, Bible says that, and when he was come nigh, even unto the descent of Mount of Olives, the whole multitude of disciples began to rejoice. Look at that. And praise God with a loud voice for all the mighty works they had seen, saying, blessed be the king that cometh in the name of the Lord, peace in heaven and glory in the highest. And some of the Pharisees from among the multitude said unto him, Master, rebuke your disciples. And he answered and said unto them, I tell you that if they should hold their peace, the stones, the stones would immediately cry out. Listen, are you going to allow stones to praise God and you will be sitting down? Then let me hear you make some noise and just shout and praise God in the house. This type of praise, you will allow some stones to begin to pray. Some of you are just sitting down quietly. You are not doing anything. I said, why don't you make some noise? Praise God. Shout. Bless God and thank him. Hallelujah. Yeah. Now you can sit down. Even though some of you didn't join in still. What a shock. Yeah. So, Jesus was making a very loud statement that people ought to praise him. And even if we don't do that, the stones will praise him. Mercy. And we need to understand that, that for everything that God has done for us and is doing for us, he deserves our praise. The Bible says that let everything 
that has bread. Praise the Lord. There will come a time you will not be able to praise God. Yeah. You will just be lying down. You can't do anything. This is the time to praise God. Praise God. Not when things are going well. Every time. People only praise God when everything is okay. And they just kind of, yeah, it's like things are working. But what about when things are not working? We need to praise God all the time. He deserves our praise. So it was a loud message that Jesus was sending that he ought to be praised. He ought to be praised. Hallelujah. Ask somebody, have you praised God this morning? Yeah, many times we we'll ask people when the person has a problem, have you prayed about it? But we never ask, have you praised about it? It's a question. Yeah. Ask the next person, have you praised God about that problem? You only cried, isn't it? And complained. But sometimes, just praise the Lord. Just praise the Lord. Just praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Now, the second message that Jesus was sending through what happened on Palm Sunday was that he was on a rescue mission. A what? Rescue mission. Yeah, because the number two is symbolic of a rescue. When two people are sent, it's symbolizing a rescue mission. That God is sending people to rescue. And that's why every time you see that the bible says and he sent them out two by two two by two two by two so the two is always a rescue mission and then secondly the two meant a fight against the devil yeah because two people have come in agreement to fight against the works of the enemy so when jesus sends the two people to go out he was saying something that I am on a rescue mission. Somebody say rescue mission. Yeah. And then when you read the Bible in verse 2, right there in Matthew 21, it says that go into the village over against you. So there are two things we see here. First of all, he sent them to a village, not to a city. Today's church, if you send somebody to a village, even in the country, people don't want to go. One brother, the pastor was just talking to his people and was saying that he was prophesying to them, say, you, I see you in Dusseldorf. Then the guy said, I receive it. Praise God. Then he looked at this one and said, you too, I see you in Milan. Praise God. I receive it. This one, he said, I see you in Paris. Hallelujah. The Lord is good. Then he looked at him and said, you, I see you in Lume. The guy said, Tofiaba. <laughs> but Jesus sent them, read it. He said, go into the village. Go into the village, number one. And number two, that is against you. Not for you, against you. In other words, something that is opposite you. What you are used to. What you have all the time. So maybe if you are in a place where there was light, you are going to a place where there is no light. If you are in a place where there was water, you are going to a place where there is no water. Yeah. If you were in a place where there were nice schools, you are going to a place where there are no nice schools. And your children are going to be there. And that is what today's church we don't want. And that's why the gospel is not going out in the way that it should. But he said, go. Go to a village. Then he said, go to Frankfurt or go to some city or some nice whatever. He said, go to the village. Hey. Hmm. Now, what else were they supposed to do? He said, you will find an ass tied and a coat with hair so 
The next thing we need to see is that Jesus was going on a rescue mission for both the old and the young. Because the ass or the coat was the, was the, was the, what? the baby of the ass. So Jesus was not just going for the mother or the mothers or the fathers, but he was also going for the children. That is why when you read even the story in Mark chapter 5 where Jesus was going to Jairus' house, he was going to Jairus' house to heal Jairus' daughter who was 12 years old. But on the way to Jairus' house, there was a woman who had also been bleeding for 12 years. So the situation that this child had in his 12 years, this woman also has had a problem for 12 years. And so as he was going to minister to the child, the mother was also on the way who also needed to be touched. Yeah. Yeah. So Jesus was ministering to both the old and the young. We cannot just minister to the older ones and leave the younger ones. The younger ones are also very, very important. He could have just told them, get the, the, the ass and leave the coat. Okay? All right. Today there was no bus. I see campus people coming in. Anyway. Just wait. All right. Um, he could have just said, just get the ass and leave the, the coat. But he said, get the two. Or he could have just said, get the coat because it's a younger one and leave the older one. No. He said, get the two. So we need all the two in the church. We need the older people in the church. We need the younger people in the church. Can I have the older people say amen? Yeah. Can I have the younger people say amen? amen. Hallelujah. So we need both. It cannot be that we are just ministering to only young people. We are also ministering to older people. And older people, Jesus has need of you too. Yeah. Because sometimes it's like some of the things, I mean, one time somebody told me that. So it looks like the thing is only the young people who can do it. So some of us older people. So you have ruled yourself out. But older people also have something you can do. Yeah. There are so many things you can do. We need older people to do a lot of things. There are certain things we can't send a young person to do it. If there's a funeral and we need somebody to go and represent the church, we can't send a young person. Yeah. When a young person goes, when he even gets there, he doesn't even know what to do. You know, there's a way to, to organize yourself when you go for such things. Yeah. And it takes an older person, an experienced person. So older people, we need you. Don't uh, exempt yourself from what is going on in the church. There is something that only you can contribute. And younger people, don't also exempt yourself. We need you. There are things that only you can do. Yeah, sometimes when we are dancing here, I watch some of the older people, you can see that. It's not that they cannot, you see, they wish they could dance, but the thing is that they cannot dance. <laughs> They are leading the thing, they are shaking their body and doing. See, the older people are looking at the thing. I says, That's a way. Oh, I would love to dance, bah, but I cannot. Like yesterday, we had a cleaning here. I mean, there are, there are things that the older people can do, but the younger people will do a lot more by going around and sweeping and all that. You see, so we need the younger people as well. We need you. We want to have dancing stars, we need the younger people. Even with the praise and worship, we need the younger people. Because sometimes older people leading the praise and worship, it will make all of us sleep. So younger people have life. Yeah. And if you are old and you are leading praise and the church members are watching you, you know how it is. When you are leading, the people can be watching you. It's like, what are you doing? It takes a younger person who doesn't care to still be shouting, let's sing, let's sing. Yeah. <laughs> Like this morning, Adelaide was bleeding. Hosanna! Hosanna! You see something? Like, Hosanna! They are not singing. Okay, we are all not singing. <laughs> what a shock. So, this was a very, very prophetic move that Jesus made. And the Bible says that. It said, are you there in verse 2? 
get them, the old, the ass, and then what? The coat. And he said, lose them and bring them to me. Now, the next thing we need to understand is that people are tied. He said, you will find them tied. People are tied to all sorts of things. Yeah. And that is the thing we need to understand. If we are going to do the work of God, we need to understand that a lot of people are tied to things. Yeah. People are tied to pornography. Yeah. Yeah. People are tied to what? Masturbation. These are addictions. They wish they could move out of it, but they cannot. Yeah. That's why they need somebody to come and untie them. People are tied to what? Drugs. Yeah. People are tied to alcohol. <laughs> People are tied to what? Laziness. They are tied to it too. Sometimes you, you don't, you know, you, you do something, you wonder why the other person cannot do it. Some people don't even understand why some people cannot stop sinning. So you wonder, that, this person is always fornicating. Always fornicating. Why can't he just stop? It's not as easy as that. <laughs> now if you have not been there before, you will always be ruling people out. And you will be judging people. It's not as easy as that though. That somebody just says, just, just, but why can't he just stop? All of us, we don't drink. Why does he drink? You have no idea what is happening. It is a rescue mission we are into. I said we are into a rescue mission. People are tired. People are hooked on to things. We are going there to free them from those things. It doesn't just happen. It takes prayer. It takes counseling. It takes patience, showing of love, and all that. It doesn't just happen. He said, go and untie them, lose them, lose them, and bring them to me. Lose them. We have a lot of work to do. Wherever you find yourself, don't just look down on people. Ah, these people, they are always smoking. They're, no, that is why you are there. You will not be sent to a place where it's comfortable for you. He said, he sent them to a place which was opposite them, over and against you. And he said, go to that place. And go and untie them and bring them to me. Yeah. If you're on campus, there are people around you. Yeah. When we're on campus, we used to have next door neighbor. You see, every morning, they're playing the music loud. <laughs> they are tied to something. Yeah. You have to wait the day that the person is quite sober. Then, because sometimes Saturday morning, they play the music loud. Hey, what Jaru? Jaru. <laughs> it takes showing of love. Sometimes you go there. Oh, Charlie, how? Everything's okay. Hey, they bash the music. Oh, so, yeah, Charlie. <laughs> you are just trying to do something. <laughs> Gradually, you see, one day the person will start listening to you. Yeah. So people are tied, and we have to go and lose them. Mm-hmm. Next thing. What's the next point? Oh, you're not writing down the points. Point four, or three, or two, whatever. Whatever point you have. Now, <laughs> point three. Jesus always wants to be identified with the poor. He wants to be identified with the poor. That's the message that Palm Sunday is giving to us. The Bible says that he chose a donkey. I don't know why he didn't choose a horse or some other majestic chariot, something. You know that he will arrive and see that, yeah, yeah, we have arrived. I didn't know Because those days, the cars, those days were the donkeys and all that. So, so if you have, have chosen a car, car, yeah. So, you choose uh, <laughs> Mercedes or something. 
this type of cars. <laughs> Tico. Jesus chose Tico because he always wants to be identified with the poor. Even in his birth, we see him just in a lowly place because that's what he wanted. Yeah. And that is how it's been for him. The Bible says that he preached to the poor. His family, God didn't choose some king or whatever. He chose uh, a carpenter. A poor carpenter somewhere with his wife. He said, yeah, let's flow with these ones. Yeah. That way he could also identify with everybody. Yeah. Sometimes we, we lift ourselves up too high. We can't reach out to people. When he was choosing disciples, he didn't choose. He didn't, like he's going for... He's going to uh, whatever, Wall Street, and he's going to choose all the business people over there, executives of whatever. No, he just went for some fishermen. Yeah. Out of the 12 disciples, I think about eight of them were fishermen. Do you know how I know? Because when Peter said, I'm going a fishing, the Bible says that seven people followed him. <laughs> Yeah, so it's very important for us to also understand that. And then the next thing also is that Jesus is interested in what other people are not interested in. Yeah, that's the message. He was interested in what other people were not interested in. I mean, a donkey in those days was not a popular animal. Yeah. The donkey was called the beast of burden. They were used to carry load, heavy load. He didn't have any respect for them. But one good thing about a donkey is that a donkey is very obedient. Unlike other animals that are very stubborn. You know some animals like that. <laughs> yeah. So Jesus chose the donkey. And also the donkey was considered as an unclean animal. Yeah. Nobody really would want to use a donkey for any special location. But Jesus said, I like a donkey. I want a donkey. I want the one that nobody likes. I want the one that looks like is rejected. That is the one that I want. And today I'm speaking to you. If it looks like nobody wants you, Jesus says that I like you and I want you. Hallelujah. Yeah. Yeah. So the Bible says that when you look at it clearly, you can see something about this donkey also because there were other donkeys, but he chose a particular donkey. Yeah. So the Bible says that. Look at it. Let's read the Mark version of it. Mark 11. Mark 11 verse 2. Now Mark gave his version. Luke gave his version. Uh, Matthew also gave his version. But you see that they are all giving different aspects of the thing. And he said unto them, go your way into the village over against you. And as soon as you enter into it, you will find a cold tide whereon never man sat. Lose him. Bring him. And if any man say to you, why do you do this? Say ye to the Lord, say ye that the Lord has need of him. And straightway he will send him hither. And they too went their way and found the coat tied by the door without in a place where two ways met and they lose him. Wow. Now, this is a lot to take in. The Bible says that First of all, when he got there, he said the donkey, uh, number one, look at it. He said, nobody has ever sat on it before. Like a raw, fresh animal. So Jesus was interested in some, it looks, I don't know why nobody sat. Either they didn't like it or it was not whatever, for whatever they needed it for. Yeah. But it was a virgin, fresh, 
Nobody has ever sat on it. And that is what Jesus wanted. Yeah. He said, go and get that one that no one has ever sat on and bring that one to me. Sometimes Jesus is interested. Can we take the... Okay. Right. Yeah. When nobody has ever sat on, it's usually a very good one. Yeah. Because many times they don't know anything. It's two things. Either fresh, doesn't know anything, or overused. <laughs> nobody likes it. It's too old. Yeah. So Jesus said, I like that one. Nobody has ever sat on it. Doesn't know what to do. Doesn't have any idea of what to do. And then the second thing is that, verse 3, he said, can you go to verse 3? Um, no, verse 4. He said, and they went and they found the coat tied by the door. Without, not inside, without. <laughs> the coat is outside, it's not inside. It doesn't look like they have any need for it. It is out there, the sun is burning this animal. And it's right there outside the door. And many times there are people who are outside the door that Jesus needs them. They are outside the door. The Bible says they were without in a place. And then he said, where two ways met. Which means that this animal must be very, very confused. Because it is outside. It is at a place where two ways are meeting. So it doesn't know which way to go. It will only know where to go when somebody comes to sit on it and begin to ride it. So this donkey, just like all of us, because this message is about you and I, even though we are talking about the donkey, it's you and I, is that we were all lost in the valley of decision. We didn't know which way to turn until Jesus came. Until Jesus came into our lives and showed us the way to go. Yeah. And I tell you, there are many, many, many people out there just like that. Standing out there in the sun, open to the weather. Things are hitting them. They have no clue as to what to do. But when you go and introduce Jesus to them, they will know which way to turn. Oh, I don't know why you're not clapping. Maybe it didn't happen to you. Wow. That's the next question. Are you the one we are talking about? <laughs> wow. Now, the next thing I want you to understand. Jesus said, and Jesus predicted it, that people will ask, why are you untying this animal? Why? And there are people like that. They don't want anybody to do well. They are not happy when others are doing well. Why are you taking it? Why are you taking it? Meanwhile, they will not do anything about it. And that's the devil. The devil doesn't want you to do well. He will have you with him. And you will think that he has whatever for you. He doesn't have any good plans for you. So when people are coming to untie you and take you to the Lord, the devil doesn't like it. So he said, why are you untying him? Why are you taking him away from there? Don't you know he's also here with us? But I'm telling you, God has a better need for you than the devil. Yeah. So he said, when they ask you, why are you untying the cold? Say to them, the Lord has need of him. Hallelujah. Tell somebody the Lord has need of you. The Lord has need of you. Wherever you are, whatever you are in, God has need of you. God likes you the way you are. And God can use you the way you are. It doesn't matter how your life is. He can use you in that very way. And that is what God wants to do for you today. When Jesus sat on the thing, that was the message that he was sending out there. And not until some people went to this donkey, endeavor knew what to do. But as soon as they went and untied him, 
and they brought him to Jesus. Immediately, the donkey had direction. Immediately. So, this was an animal that nobody had any use for. Nobody wanted. They didn't want to do anything with it. All of a sudden, this animal has become very important. Because Jesus was riding on this animal. As soon as Jesus comes into your life, you become a very important person. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. As I look at my life, I see that my life has become important. Just because Jesus is in my life. Yeah. And especially when you are prepared to work for him. Because the Bible says that when Jesus sat on the donkey and he was moving, the people were waving and they were singing Hosanna and they were putting their clothes on the floor. But you see, Jesus was sitting on the donkey. So it was not the donkey that was stepping on the It wasn't Jesus who was stepping on the cloth. It was the donkey that was stepping on the cloth. It was the donkey that was stepping on the cloth. It's one of the things that people cannot understand. That when a servant of God is blessed, say, ah, why is he blessed? Why does he have this? Why does he have that? Because if Jesus is riding and we are going on the cloth, it is me. I'm the one who is going to walk on the cloth. It's not Jesus, it's me. I know why you are not clapping because you, you wish that the man of God will just be poor. He doesn't have anything. But I'm going to say to you that you also can be blessed. The Lord has need of you. What is it that you can do to carry Jesus on your back? You'll be amazed how your life will turn out. Look at it. Zechariah 9. We're just closing. Maybe you, maybe you are here. You feel like this donkey. <laughs> Lonely out there. Nobody cares. Nobody has need of you. Beaten by the weather. At a place where you can't even take a decision. You are tied. Your whole life depends on how, how far the rope will take you. You just go and then you come back. And Jesus has need of you. Zechariah 9 verse 9. So this was the prophecy that Jesus was fulfilling. He said, Rejoice greatly, O daughter of Zion. Shout, O daughter of Jerusalem, behold, your king cometh unto you. He is just and having salvation. Hallelujah. Lowly and riding upon an ass and upon a coat, the fall of an ass. And I will cut off the chariot from Ephraim and the horse from Jerusalem and the battle bow. Look at that. Verse 11. As for thee also by the blood of the covenant, he said, I have sent forth your prisoners out of the pit where there's no water. Whatever pit you are in, Jesus has come to remove you out of that pit. Hallelujah. So he said, turn to the stronghold, ye prisoners of hope. Even today do I declare that I will render double unto you. What did he say? Double. And that's what people don't want to hear. But once he comes to take over, he will render double. I like the way the message Bible puts it. Give me the message Bible. The message Bible says that, come home. Tell somebody, come home. <laughs> it said, hope-filled prisoners. This very day, I'm declaring a double bonus. Oh, who, is, who is receiving a double bonus this morning? Receive it in Jesus' name. Coming to Christ... Is coming to a double bonus. Receive it in the name of Jesus. Oh yes. Ever since I came to Christ, I've come to a double bonus. Nobody comes to Christ to be demoted. You come to Christ to be promoted. He said, everything you lost is being returned to you twice over. Amen. Wow. So, in closing, how can this donkey be redeemed? Because the only way to help this donkey is to redeem this donkey.
when we talk about redemption, we are talking about a change of ownership after a price has been paid. So the devil was owning us just like this donkey. That was in the house. The devil owned the donkey. The donkey was confused at the door. Didn't know what to do until Jesus sent his disciples to go and untie the donkey. In the same way, you and I, we are also held by the enemy. And so Jesus needed to pay the price for our redemption. And the price was his blood. When he went to the cross, he went to pay the price. So he was saying, he was giving a message that, listen, every donkey out there, I am going to pay the price. And after I pay the price, I'm going to untie you from wherever you are. I don't know whether somebody is receiving this message. So look at Exodus chapter 13 as we close. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Exodus 13, verse 13 and 14. He said, and every firstling of an ass, firstborn, thou shalt redeem with what? Oh, you are still at the message. Go to Kodobi. Every firstling of an ass, verse 13, verse 13, you shall redeem with a lamb. So, the message that was given at that time was that this was the word that God gave to Moses. Every ass that is going to be redeemed, the lamb must be used to redeem the ass. So he said, you will redeem with the lamb and if you will not redeem it, then you shall break his neck. And all the firstborn of man among your children, you shall also redeem. So he was saying that with a lamb, you're going to redeem the, the donkey. And then after that, you're going to redeem man also. So when Jesus came on the scene and John the Baptist saw him, he said, behold the lamb of God who taketh away the sin of the world. And so that lamb on that day sat on the donkey and he went to redeem the donkey first according to Exodus 13. And then he said after that, he's going to redeem man. And so from that place, he sat on the donkey, went to Jerusalem, died on the cross to redeem you and I. Later you understand. Because I can see that many of you still don't understand. But Jesus lived practically Exodus chapter 13 verse 13. Yeah. Right there. So he says in verse 14, and it shall be when your son asks you in time to come, saying, what is this? Then you shall say to him, by strength of hand, the Lord brought us out of Egypt from the house of bondage. Wow. No, longer, no wonder when John the Baptist saw Jesus, he was very excited because he knew that Exodus 13, 13 is about to be fulfilled. Wow. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, the question is, who is in control of your life? Because the one in control of your life will determine the way your life will go. And many times we say we are born again, but Jesus is not really in control of our lives. And in this season, we are, we are bringing home the point that we need to allow Jesus to be the Lord of our lives and to ride over on us. Yeah. Sometimes one of the ways to do that is also just get into the house of God and be committed to something, doing something in the house of God. That's the way you can have Jesus in your life. Finally, Genesis chapter 49. Oh, thank you, Lord Jesus. Oh, Father, we bless you. Do you know the meaning of Hosanna? Hosanna means save us now. So as the people were shouting, Hosanna, Hosanna, they were saying, save us now. In Genesis 49, verse 10, thank you, Lord Jesus. He said, the scepter shall not depart from Judah, nor a lawgiver from between his feet, until Shiloh come. Shiloh is also referring to Jesus. 
And he said, and unto him shall the gathering of the people be. So we see the gathering of the people at his coming. And then the Bible says in verse 11, binding what? His foal unto the vine. He will bind the foal unto the vine. So we saw right there in the scripture that the foal was bound, he said, and his ass's coat unto the choice vine. So the coal and the ass, they were bound to some door somewhere. But the Bible says that he's going to untie them and bind them to the vine. I don't know whether I'm talking to somebody here. And he will wash his garments in wine and his clothes in the blood of grapes. So he's saying that he's going to untie that donkey and bind it to the vine. The vine is Jesus. Jesus said, I'm the vine, John 15 verse 1. And my father is the husband man. Anybody who is bound to me will bring forth fruit. So Jesus is taking the coat, the fold, the, the coat, untying the ass, and he's going to bind them to himself. And he's going to wash them with the blood of the grapes. So that blood was his blood. And that blood washes away your sin. And you become a new person when Jesus comes into your life. Hallelujah. Amen. So I believe that when Jesus came and he said, Come unto me, all ye who are weary and burdened. He's calling out to all the donkeys that were out there. Here we are, Lord. Here we are, Lord. He was calling out to all the donkeys. He said, The Lord has need of you. 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 Satan has used you in a very wrong way and has left you. But Jesus, it doesn't matter how bad your life has been. It doesn't matter how used you have been. He can still find use for you. Hallelujah. And when the people didn't find any use for the donkey, he had use for the donkey. Today, I believe that God is calling out to somebody out there. And his message is simple. He has need of you. There's a lot more you can do for the Lord. And on this Palm Sunday, I pray that you will take a decision to do a lot more for the Lord. Because he has need of you. And as soon as you allow him to use you, you begin to enjoy the blessings of God in your life. Hey, our time is up. Stand to your feet and let's close. Put your hands together. Hallelujah. Lift up your hands to the Lord and begin to commit yourself to God. Yield yourself to the Lord on this Palm Sunday as we rejoice in his presence. As we thank him for what he did for us on the cross. We are also remembering all the things that happened on that day. And the reason for which the events took place on that day. Pray and thank him. The Lord has need of you. Yield yourself to the Lord. And tell the Lord if you have need of me, I am available. I am available for your use. I am available. You can ride on me wherever you need to go. You carry Jesus wherever you go. And you enjoy the blessings of God in your life. Just pray in two minutes. Lift up your voice and pray right now. Talk to the Lord. Talk to the Lord. Talk to the Lord tonight, today, in the name of Jesus. Open your mouth and speak to the Lord. Tell the Lord if you can use anything, Lord, use me. If you can use anything, oh God, use me. Take my hands and my feet. Touch my heart, Lord. Speak through me. Use me in any way that you want, Lord. Yes, Lord. We offer it all to you, Lord. We offer it all, Lord, to you. Take my life, Lord. Take my life, Lord. Take my life, Lord. Use it for your glory. Use it for your glory. Oh, yes, Lord. I belong to you. I belong to you. 
I belong to you, Lord. In the name of Jesus, I yield myself to you. I yield myself to you, O God. Li bababalo shikatarabane. Li mandori asula katabrande kosha. Ilori arabase katabane. Mekandololobo sukatarabane. Ilabari asula labasheka. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Oh, yes, Lord. If you can use anything, Lord, you can use me. Ooh, ooh, ooh. If you can use anything, Lord, you can use me. Take my life, take my heart and my feet. Take my hands, Lord, and my feet. Touch my heart, Lord, speak through me. If you can use anything, Lord, you can use me. Oh, lift your hand to the Lord. Tell him if you can use. If you can use anything, Lord, you can use me. If you can use anything, Lord. If you can use anything, Lord, you can use me. Take my hands and my feet, Lord. Take my hands, Lord, and my feet. Touch my heart, Lord, speak through me. If you can use anything, Lord, you can use me. Sing it one more time, if you can use anything, Lord. If you can use anything, Lord, you can use me. Make it your prayer today, if you can use anything. If you can use anything, Lord, you can use me. Take my hands and my feet. Take my hands, Lord, and my feet. Touch my heart, Lord, speak through me. If you can use anything, Lord, you can use me. This morning, as every head is bowed and all eyes closed, the Bible says that the Lord has need of you and is calling out to you. He went to the extent of paying the price for your redemption. The price which was the blood that he had to shed. The Bible says that the lamb is what is needed to redeem the ass, the donkey. And this morning the lamb has gone to the cross already and shed the blood for you and I. And as many as will open up their hearts to him, he will come into your life. He will make you a new person. He will change the direction of your life. He will give you a reason for living. Today, as every head is bowed, all eyes closed, you want to say, Pastor, pray with me. I need Jesus in my life. I need him to be the Lord of my life. I need a change in direction of my life. Today, if you are here like that, you want to surrender your life to Jesus. You want to be born again wherever you are. Just lift up your right hand. I'm going to pray with you. You want to surrender your life to Jesus. God bless you, my brother. God bless you. Let it go up above your head. Don't be shy. God bless you. Today is a day of salvation. He went all the way to the cross so that you and I can have salvation. God bless you. You need Jesus to be the Lord of your life. Just lift up your right hand. I'm going to pray with you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. If you have lifted up your hand, please do one more thing for me. Please move out of your seat and come to me in front here. Move out of your seat and come to me in front here. Let's pray together. Clap for them as they come. Clap for them as they come. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Just face me. Look at me. And we're going to pray together. Lift up your two hands. It's a sign of surrender. Pray after me. Say, Lord Jesus, today I thank you for dying on the cross to pay the price for my redemption. Please forgive me all my sins. Come into my heart. Make me a new person. Write my name in the Lamb's book of life from today. I will serve you. I will follow you for the rest of my days. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me. Amen. Hallelujah. God bless you. God bless you.
We believe you have been exhorted, edified, and comforted by the prophetic word. Call or WhatsApp plus 233-591-524-522. That's plus 233-591-524-522. To speak to Prophet Eddie Fabian. Prophet Fabian would love to hear from you today and to stand with you in prayer. Eddie Fabian is also on Facebook, so stay in touch. Until Prophet Eddie Fabian comes your way again, run with a prophetic word. <laughs>